0: Listening to the Union Edge Labor's talk radio for more information about the show go to the unioned.com
1: this is solidarity news on radio labor
2: this is a radio labor special report recorded on Monday February 13 2017 I'm Mark palalo. Six labor organizations, including the global union Education International, have filed a complaint with the United Nations Human Rights Council. I talked to a representative of one of the unions which has brought forth the complaint, the American Federation of Teachers. The AFT represents some 1.6 million teachers and other public service workers. Louis Malferro is the president of the Texas branch of the AFT, I asked him about the complaint filed with the UN Human Rights Council.
3: The complaint is about the teachers, the rural teachers from Mexico who, in September of 2014, were attacked, some were killed, some were wounded, and 43 were kidnapped and forcibly disappeared in the town of Ayocinapa. And this is an issue that made international headlines at the time partly because of the horrific treatment of these uh, normal school teachers, students that were preparing to become public school teachers, but also because it was clearly done at the hands of both drug gangs and uh, local police and elected officials. And this is a case that has yet to be solved two and a half years later something that we think is emblematic of the corruption and violence that has really been tearing apart Mexican neighborhoods, Mexican communities. And as educators, we are outraged that two and a half years later, justice has not been served for these disappeared students or their families.
2: What does the AFT, Education International, and the other labor organizations want to see happen?
3: The AFT filed this complaint, as you know, with other teacher unions from around the world. And now Education International, which is our global union federation, an organization that represents over 32 million teachers, educators from around the world. We've filed this with the UN Rights Council, and we're asking them to put pressure on Mexico to continue to investigate what happened there. The issue really hits home to us here, partly because we have, in the last several years, really opened up a stronger relationship with the Mexican Teachers Union. And uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, we hosted here in Texas a cross-border U.S. and Mexican Teacher Union Congress We also serve many, many Mexican-American families who have migrated here to the United States. So we have friends, we have relatives, we have colleagues on both sides of the border. And so this is something we feel particularly acutely.
2: Is there anything other unions and their members can do to help?
3: Absolutely. We think that this case represents an egregious violation of human rights. And we know that unions for decades have banded together, including on international issues, to support one another, to uh, use international tools like the ILO and the ITUC and Education International, to speak up. Look, I, I just came back a couple weeks ago from the Brazil, the the CnTE, the Brazilian Teacher and School Employee Unions Congress, where we were together with colleagues from all across Latin America. There is a clear sense of union solidarity around pushing back against corruption, especially corruption coming out of governments that are either undemocratic or that are just completely non-responsive to their people. And unions and civil society organizations represent an important front line in making sure we hold government accountable. And it's clear that these 43 young people That were disappeared and are, 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 you know, certainly um, have been killed, although only, I think, the remains of only one body have been identified. This is something that our our trade union movement has to speak out against.
4: And that's it.
2: International Labor News You Can Use. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.
5: And hello, this is Steve Larchuk with Healthcare Politics. Welcome to the show. If you agree with Martin Luther King Jr. that of all forms of inequality, injustice in healthcare is the most shocking and inhumane, then you are in the right place. This is Healthcare Politics, and we're here to discuss the one issue that touches every single one of us, and that is healthcare. Even if you're healthy today, you won't always be. If you're healthy today, you probably have relatives, parents, children, a spouse, coworkers, customers, everybody around you, sooner or later, maybe right now, is totally dependent on others for health care. So this is healthcare politics. This is where every week for an hour, we're going to talk about healthcare politics in a calm, rational way. This is the place where we actually dare to be reasonable. In other words, if we have a guest on the show who doesn't necessarily agree with the host, that's great. That's what we want. We want to have a dialogue and show that it can be done in a civil way because 2017 is the year that healthcare is going to change for better or worse. 2018, we'll all be involved in the next election cycle and it'll just be a mess. You thought 2016 was a mess. That was just a warm-up. So 2017 is the year when we can actually get something done, and healthcare politics exists to create a forum where people of substance can say things that matter, and where we believe that people are not listening until they're done talking, and we give them a chance to talk. But today, we're going to come out of the gates swinging and do something that most people uh, don't think can be done. I have developed, and once again, this is Steve Larchuk. I'm a healthcare advocate and attorney in healthcare law for over 35 years. I have developed something that I call Steve's 100 Reasons Why Medicare for All is Right for All Americans. And so we're going to go through all 100 today, which is quite a task. That means we have to go fast. And I'll say a little bit about each one, but as you'll see and as you'll hear, We could probably talk about each one for an hour. Each one of these could be a show in itself. So anyway, so I don't run out of breath and don't run out of energy. I have brought some help. I have with me in the studio today Ann McGeary, who is a doctor of public health and a retired hospital administrator. And what's going to happen here is she's going to read The 100 Reasons, and after each one, I'll say a few words. So let's get started, and let's start with number one.
1: Okay. Hi, Steve.
5: Hello, Anne.
1: Well, in no particular order, here are Steve's 100 reasons Medicare for All is right for all Americans. Number one, every American of every age will be covered.
5: Now, isn't that a profound concept? Everybody covered without uh, making it dependent upon where you work, who you're married to, who you were born to. Whether you have the money. So go ahead. Number two.
1: Number two, Medicare already covers those who are in greatest need. Those over 65 years of age, those who are totally disabled, and those who are in end-stage renal disease.
5: Well, what that means is that Medicare already covers the sickest of the sick. In other words, uh, people over 65, if you're totally disabled for two years, that makes you eligible for Medicare. If you are are on dialysis, you are eligible for Medicare. I think maybe people with Lou Gehrig's disease might be eligible for Medicare as well. Now, what that means is that we have already in place a system that takes care of the most needy, most expensive cases, and it's working very well. Go ahead, number three.
1: Medicare has a proven 50-year track record of success.
5: 51 years this year, 51 years, and even when you get the most conservative, crankiest, nastiest opponent of health care reform, when you g- talk to them and you say, point blank, are you for repealing Medicare? I have yet, in all of the years I've been doing this, to find any politician that said, yeah, we should repeal Medicare. So let's go on to the next one.
1: Most people already understand Medicare, and according to a 2015 poll, 75% of those on Medicare say they are happy with it.
5: This was a Kaiser survey that said 75% of the people on Medicare like it. Now, that's pretty darn good. That is just wonderful uh, compared to anything else. And when I say that everybody already understands it, one of the greatest barriers to health care reform is when people throw out their own pet way of doing it. And then that gives the other side something to grab onto. They find one thing they don't like, they latch onto it, and that completely dominates the debate, and we don't get anywhere. So go ahead, and what's the next one?
1: Medicare administrative costs are less than 5%, which is considerably less than the administrative costs of private insurance companies, which are capped at 20% under the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. And and before that, often exceeded 30%.
5: Sorry. One of the things that just drives health care reformers crazy, particularly people like me that believe in a single-payer system, in other words, one way of paying for all of the care, although the care is delivered privately, one thing that drives us crazy is when people say, oh, government can't do anything right. Well, this is certainly one thing that government does really well. It takes care of 50 million people, and as I said before, the sickest of the sick, and it does that with about 5% or less of the total money going through the system consumed by overhead. Now, you compare that to so-called private industry, and you hear all the time, just drives me nuts, you hear all the time people saying, oh, uh, private industry is so much more efficient. Well, they're so efficient that before the Affordable Care Act was passed, it would routinely consume 30% of the premium dollars for overhead, compared to Medicare's 5%. What's next, Dan?
1: Medicare for all would eliminate the different insurance companies fighting over who is supposed to pay.
5: Every single one of us has this experience, I suspect. If you've you've been between two different carriers over consecutive years, or you have coverages that arguably uh, both cover you or neither covers you, You spend all sorts of time fighting with the various insurance companies because they don't want to pay. Any excuse to try and suggest that somebody else owes the money, not not they. And so with one entity, like Medicare, Medicare for all, paying all of the medical bills, you totally eliminate that nonsense. What's next, Dan?
1: Considerable premium dollars would no longer be wasted on lobbying.
5: Can you just imagine how much money is wasted on hiring lobbyists in Washington, D.C., and not just there, but in every state capital in the country. Insurance companies hire people to get it their way. And those those dollars aren't coming from some piggy bank on Wall Street. That's all premium dollars. Those are all premium dollars going to waste so that those companies who are supposed to be working for us, the the insured, can go out and get laws passed that somehow feather their nests and don't expand the, the level of coverage. So go ahead. What's next?
1: Premium dollars would no longer be spent on advertising.
5: Once again, advertising? What in the world does an insurance company need to advertise for? Is there really a qualitative difference? What's next?
1: Pre- pre-existing conditions would no longer be an issue.
5: If we're all covered by Medicare... There's no such thing as a pre-existing condition. Everybody's covered regardless of how they come into the system. But they'll come into the system even before they're born. So this is not an issue. Go ahead.
1: Nearly every doctor, hospital, and pharmacy is currently set up to receive Medicare patients.
5: Simplicity is one of the most important reasons why Medicare for all makes sense. Every, just about every doctor, hospital, pharmacy, you name it, is already accustomed to servicing Medicare patients. It doesn't take any great leap of faith or a whole bunch of new equipment to do it. Next.
1: We could eliminate overlapping programs such as Medicaid and children's health insurance programs and greatly streamline the system.
5: One of the things I hear all the time from people who call themselves conservatives or people who want to reduce the scope of government is how we have too many different agencies. what could be simpler than eliminating all of these various uh, health insurance agencies and, and uh, other schemes and just have Medicare for all? It's so simple. In, in this instance, simpler is uh, better. Next.
1: Self-employed people will now have health care.
5: If you're self-employed, you know that you're paying your own health insurance premium. And a lot of people who are self-employed, even if they have employees themselves, don't have insurance. We saw this the other day uh, when uh, Bernie Sanders debated Ted Cruz. And a woman was in the audience and she said she had five or six hair salons and couldn't afford insurance for any of her workers. And finally it came out that she didn't have insurance for herself either. Well that's absurd. So by having a system where everybody's covered by Medicare, entrepreneurs can be entrepreneurs. They don't have to sweat how are they going to cover themselves and their families for health insurance. What's next, Ann?
1: Workers can retire before age 65 if they are ready since they will already be covered by Medicare.
5: How many times have you talked to somebody who said, I could afford to retire, I'm 61, I'm 62. I could afford to retire, but I can't can't leave my health insurance. I am not eligible for Medicare. I won't be on Medicare until I'm 65. So they just hang on to a job and keep on working when they could move on to their retirement. Next.
1: Not-for-profit organizations will be able to recruit and retain volunteers, since they will not have to use precious dollars to purchase employee health care insurance.
5: And we're going to take a break right after this one. But yes, that's terribly important to people who run nonprofit organizations, because they compete with, with the businesses. So we're going to take a break. And we're making some progress. We're going to pick up the pace, believe it or not, in the next segment.
6: By gollies, the Donald delivers. Trump and his new blue-ribbon panel of working-class champions have announced a bold initiative to create millions of American jobs. A spokesman for the panel, Steve Schwarzman, praised Trump as a leader who wants to, quote, do things a lot better in our country for all Americans. Wait a minute. Steve Schwarzman? Isn't he a billionaire hedge fund huckster on Wall Street? Yes, and holy money bags. There's Jamie Dimon, head of scandal-ridden J.P. Morgan Chase. Working-class champions? Trump's whole jobs panel is made up of Wall Street banksters and corporate powers like Walmart that are notorious for laying off and ripping off workers. Trump, the candidate, fulminated against such moneyed elites calling them, quote, responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class. But now, in a spectacular flip-flop, he's brought these robbers directly inside his presidency, asking them to be architects of his economic strategy. Worse, he's doing this in the name of helping workers. Hello, to develop policies beneficial to working stiffs, bring in some working stiffs but not a single labor advocate is on his policy council, in his cabinet, or anywhere near his White House. Thus, the so-called job creation plan announced by Trump and his corporate cohorts doesn't create any jobs, but calls instead for, ta-da, deregulating Wall Street. These flimflammers actually want us rubes to believe that freeing banksters to return to casino-style speculation and consumer scams will give them more money that they can invest in American jobs. This is Jim Hightower saying, do they think we have sucker wrappers around our heads? Trump's scheme will let banks make a killing, but does not require them to invest in jobs, so they won't. There's a name for this, fraud. High Tower's commentaries are brought to you by the High Tower Lowdown, the monthly newsletter with Hightower's take on what Wall Street and Washington are up to. For information, visit hightowerlowdown.org.
5: Single payer is what it's called. And oh, yes, Single Payer is where it's called. at, and this is Steve Larchuk of Healthcare Politics, and we are zooming. We're zooming because we're going through one hundred reasons why healthcare, why Medicare for for all is right for all Americans. And we are behind if we're going to do a hundred of these in this one show. So we're going to pick up the pace. So go ahead, Ed. Uh, what's the next one?
1: Uh, every this is my favorite. Everyone will be part of one single database, which will provide public health data, which can identify areas of early outbreaks of disease, drug reactions, and effectiveness, including well trends in wellness and overdoses, especially with respect to this opioid problem.
5: All right. Now, being a doctor of public health, and loves statistics. It's all about statistics. And if you have one database that is keeping track of all of the health care in the United States, you will have an amazing tool for finding out what is going on, what kind of things work, what kind of things don't work, where are the hot spots, where are the diseases, where are the cures. Keep going, in. What's next?
1: All right. Part D drug coverage will assure better patient compliance in management of chronic diseases such as diabetes and high blood pressure.
5: Medicare has a Part D, as many of you know, which provides the medications. It doesn't do any good for a doctor to give somebody a prescription for medication if they don't get it, don't take it, cut it in half, whatever. So this is something that applies to all of us, particularly if you have a chronic disease such as diabetes or something. You need to take your medication. Go ahead, Anne.
1: Well, and Well, and it will include. Had, had provided a powerful tool for increased purchasing. Um, 18. Claim submission is simplified with just one place for doctors to submit their bills.
5: It is amazing how much money the healthcare industry pays just so the people can prepare the bills to the various payers, fight over which insurance company should pay and how much. And if you just had one entity that was paying the bills, it would dramatically reduce the cost. There are hospitals with maybe 100 beds, and they don't have 100 nurses for 100 beds, but they have 100 billers for 100 beds. It's insane. Go ahead.
1: Well, Steve, thank you. That segues into your next point. That means that doctors and hospitals get paid in very, very quickly.
5: It takes sometimes months and months and months for a physician to get paid. And by the time they get the payment, it's absurdly too late for it to be uh, cost-effective. So Medicare, for all of its faults, pays very, very quickly. And that's a good thing for the providers who have to manage a lot of cash flow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: As automation such as driverless taxis and delivery trucks displace hundreds of thousands of workers, they will at least be assured that their families will have reliable access to health care no matter what.
5: As we all know, particularly listeners to this broadcast network, automation is costing American workers uh, a lot of employment and that's going to continue. And if you listen to some people, it, it's going to be a very, very serious problem over the next 10 to 20 years. We can at least make sure that every single person doesn't have to sweat whether they and their families are covered by health care. If we have Medicare for all, that's no longer an issue.
1: There will be no issue with working in one state when, and then having care when living in another.
5: You're right. If you work in New York City and you live in New Jersey or you live in Connecticut or something like that, There's a lot of potential conflict with the kinds of laws that people are kicking around for health care insurance. We don't all live and work in the same state. So Medicare, being a national system, works anywhere. It even works in places like the Virgin Islands or Puerto Rico or Guam or the other places that are part of the United States.
1: There will be no paper claims to submit.
5: Everything's electronic through Medicare. Fast, easy, automated. Next. Next.
1: Physicians will not have to sell their practices to large hospital chains to stay in business.
5: Now, I, I can hear physicians, especially uh, uh, the small pediatrician or something like that, just going, hallelujah, because if you want to be a private practitioner, uh, good luck. Right now, the small practices are being consumed by the big, massive healthcare care providing networks, and part of the reason for that is... The small practitioner, the small group office simply can't compete. If they can be sure that they're going to get paid quickly, uh, a set amount, every single person coming to them is going to be paying, they can keep that small practice and keep independent.
1: Health care providers will see a reduction in their overhead costs just as employees will be automatically covered by Medicare.
5: Doctors and hospitals are employers too. They have to pay for health care insurance. Doctors have to pay for their own health care insurance. So that's a tremendous savings. Also, if you are if your employees are covered, then you don't have that problem. You don't have to that piece of overhead. So it just makes sense for healthcare providers as businesses as well.
1: Employers will no longer need to worry about providing group health insurance for their employees since all employees and their families are already will be covered by Medicare.
5: Now this is my favorite, because most people think that business is against health care reform and universal health care. I'm a business person. I've had businesses my whole career. I represent businesses as an attorney. I can tell you there is not an employer in the country who wants to be managing their employees' health care insurance. It's a pain in the neck. It's, it's, it drives you crazy. Every year you have to renegotiate it. You've got employees that come, they go, they have babies, they get divorced. It's nuts. You got to manage COBRA. There's not an employer in the country, I don't care if it's General Motors or Joe's Pizza, that wants to be in the care insurance business. Employers should be screaming in Washington DC for single payer. And the simplest way to do that is to expand Medicare.
1: Employees can move freely from job to job without the concern of losing or interrupting their health insurance.
5: How many people are trapped in a job they don't like because they're concerned about losing their health care? If they have Medicare, no problem. Next.
1: Employees will no longer have to worry about hiring an older worker might impact their premiums.
5: That's right. Now, particularly if, uh, if Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act and the patient protection part of it is repealed, Good luck if you're an older person trying to get hired because every time you're interviewed, uh, that interviewer sees a, an expensive add-on to their health care plan. And so by having Medicare for all, that goes away. Older workers are no longer a problem to hire. It's just an irrelevant issue. Next.
1: Entrepreneurs can start a new business without worrying that they will be without insurance.
5: How many people would love to quit their job, start a new company, go into business for themselves, maybe hire other people, but they can't leave the job they have. They have insurance. They're trapped. If we have Medicare for all, it will unleash a massive flood of entrepreneurism like this country has never seen, and with it, the jobs that will help rebuild America. Did I just sound like Donald Trump? That's sort of interesting because he keeps on talking about health care for all. Boy, I hope that's one promise he does keep next
1: those working in the gig economy such as uber drivers will have health coverage
5: lots of people this whole gig economy uh, lots of people are working in it i read somewhere that there are 500,000 people working for uber Uh, people are renting their homes there's all sorts of uh, shadow sort of uh, economic uh, activities going on and they're not covered and they don't a lot of them are millennials and they don't care until they get sick and they're in the emergency room Medicare for All solves that problem. It unleashes the entrepreneurial spirit that's inside all of us.
1: Physician, This is important. Physician will, physicians will be free to order the tests that they know you need, not just the tests that you can afford.
5: Why should the cost of a necessary test slow a doctor down one second? If you need it, you should get it. Those who say that medicine should be between you and your doctor, if they really mean it, they won't let... The dollar sign, get in the way.
1: Medicare for all will save hundreds of millions of dollars every year.
5: I was just looking this up the other day for, in preparation for this show. We're spending about $3 trillion a year on health care across this country. So that works out to roughly $10,000 per person. Medicare is spending 12000 Now, you may say, boy, that sounds like more, Steve, except it's for the people who are the sickest of the sick. And it's only 20% more for the sickest of the sick. What that tells you is there's a massive amount of money being wasted in our health care system because we're so addicted to these private insurance companies. What's next?
1: No one will die from lack of access to health insurance.
5: And we're going to have to cut here after this one. Right now, depending on who you ask, there's anywhere from 20 to 40,000 people a year dying in the United States for lack of access to health insurance. It is a Crime, and we're going to cut away. Thank you very much. Russell, Russell, Russell. Hey, Russell Wilson
0: here, and I know how important exercise is. It's
4: essential. It's essential. With
0: Play 60, United Way, and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day.
4: Healthy kids, healthy kids.
0: But what this place needs is you to donate or volunteer. Go to unitedway.org/play60 because great things happen when we live united. Donate, donate. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes. Don- Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. Tom. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
7: When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. And
4: welcome
5: back to Healthcare Politics with Steve Larchuk. We're going through 100 reasons why Medicare for all is right for all Americans, and we are running behind. We want to do all 100 in this one show, so let's Pick up the pace.
1: Okay, Steve. Everyone will be able to get the test and care that they need early in their diseases.
2: All right. While they
1: are still treatable, such as cancer, chronic diseases, while they're still curable and manageable so that the outcomes make a difference.
5: That's obvious. What's next?
1: No more fundraisers will be needed for care. Those dollars can be directed towards research.
5: Well, we're, uh, we're living in a country where we actually have to do bake sales so that people can have health care. It is, uh, it's unconscionable. Go ahead, Ann.
1: Every 10 people who are given access to health care generates one new full-time job helping to provide that health care service.
5: All of those people out there who want to have more employment in the United States should listen to this one and really think it through. The healthcare accounts for 20% of our economy 20%. Now if we assume that that also represents 20% of the employment, every time you add a million people to the list of people who have access to insurance, you're adding anywhere from 100 to 200,000 jobs. Jobs here, not jobs overseas, jobs here taking care of each other. So this is a terrific jobs bill. So what's next?
1: The terrible injustice of unequal access to health care will finally end.
5: It is humiliating that we have to look others, other nations in the eye, like Canada or United Kingdom, Denmark, France, Japan, you name it, and explain why we don't think everybody deserves to have access to health care. It's just absurd. Empl- Next.
1: Employer contributions to expanded Medicare will be far less than the cost of private group health insurance. It
5: is common for an employer that is paying for group health insurance to pay anywhere from 20 to 35% of their total payroll dollars for health care insurance. If we went to Medicare for All, that probably would be, and we could debate the numbers, but probably around 10%. So for every employer that believes that they need to take care of their employees, Medicare for All would save them a huge amount of money.
1: Government health care exchanges will no longer be needed.
5: Uh, Nobody likes the government health care exchanges. It's part of uh, the Affordable Care Act. We get that. And it was necessary because we kept the insurance companies as part of the deal. If we eliminate the private insurance companies and just go with Medicare for All, you don't need to mess around with these health care exchanges. Next.
1: Doctors and hospitals will no longer need to deal with the problems of uncompensated care
5: particularly in areas of the country that are low-income, lots of people uninsured. The hospitals and doctors are are providing care, but they're not getting paid for it. And that also means that what they do charge to other people who can pay uh, has to be higher so that they can pick up the difference. Medicare for all solves that problem.
1: Family farmers will no longer have to have a a member working a town job just so they can have the health care benefits.
5: This is is a, a crazy thing. You hear it all the time across the country. You've got a family, the family farm, and one or the other of the parents involved has to have a regular city job for the benefits. If everybody is covered by Medicare, you don't have that problem. Everybody can work and stay part of the family farm.
1: No waiting for a new insurance card every year once you're registered you're registered
5: how much money not to mention paper is wasted on this constant annual exercise of sending everybody new insurance cards just think about it this it may seem like a small thing but if it's 10 or 20 dollars per person and we're talking about hundreds of millions of people that's a lot of money
1: patients save time checking into the health care system
5: it's it's ridiculous how long we have to wait when you go to the emergency room a significant amount of time is spent just figuring out how you're going to pay your bill. If you have Medicare, you flash your card, maybe even swipe it like at the store, and you're, you're done with that part of it. Let's get to, to the business of taking care of you.
1: Pregnant women will know they have full coverage for themselves, ensuring that they receive prenatal care, and their child will, ha- will better assure pregnancy and successful pregnancy and healthy newborns.
5: Good health starts early, and if we make sure that there's good prenatal care and good postnatal care, those kids will be healthier kids, which means they'll frankly cost less to take care of. It's only common sense.
1: Families with disabled children will at least have the comfort of knowing of all the health costs will be covered.
5: We all know somebody that has a disabled child, and it's it's difficult enough to face the challenges and the joys that come with that, But dealing with the health care expense ought not to be part of the equation. Medicare for all eliminates that problem.
1: No more guessing or hoping or fearing that your private insurance will cover your needs.
5: Why are we worrying about that? If you're sick, you've got enough to worry about without worrying about how it's going to be paid for.
1: Employees working in the hospitality restaurants will be covered just like everyone else.
5: The hospitality industry, the restaurant industry, is is filled with people who maybe work two or three jobs and don't have health insurance through any of them, and maybe they can't even afford the Affordable Care Act's choices. Medicare for all solves that problem. Everybody's covered. Everybody.
1: No more mandates for individuals or employers since everyone will automatically be covered.
5: One of the key points that the insurance companies insisted on with the Affordable Care Act was that there be a mandate that everybody has to have insurance. You know, everybody blames Barack Obama for that. That was what the insurance companies asked for. Not only asked for it, that was their price for cooperating back in 2009 in uh, the Affordable Care Act. If we have Medicare for all, we don't have that problem. It goes away.
1: Military families will be covered by Medicare, just like everyone else instead of that terrible champus.
5: (laughs) Or TRICARE. There are... There's no reason why we have to have so many different systems. Medicare for all is simple, simple, simple. Next.
1: Workers' compensation insurance programs become less costly to industry when everyone is already covered under Medicare. No more fighting over whether an injury or sickness is job-related.
5: Anybody that's ever had a workers' compensation claim has had to fight the battle over the health care issues. Every employer has to pay for workers' compensation insurance. It's redundant. It's inefficient. Medicare for All solves that problem.
1: Everyone can choose any doctor or any hospital they wish or is convenient.
5: Medicare is already in place. We don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Next.
1: American business will be... at will be better able to compete with companies from nations that already have national health.
5: Why is it that General Motors or Ford or any of the other big corporations in the United States has to arm wrestle over this whole health care insurance issue when the companies they compete against from other industrialized countries do not? This is why I say business should be at the front of the line uh, with pitchforks screaming for universal health care and medicare for all
1: even the homeless will be fully covered by medicare and finally cared for
5: if you believe that the lowest person in our society economically deserves the best health care or the same health care at least as the governor of your state then this is what you believe in and you should back medicare for all because that's the only way it's going to happen next
1: With Medicare, people can retire earlier and open their positions for younger workers looking for advancement.
5: As this society evolves, we're seeing that the need for workers in a lot of professions is going down. And if if the upper echelons of management are clogged by people who can't retire because they can't afford to give up their health insurance, that blocks a lot of younger people from moving up. So freeing up uh, older executives and workers to retire makes creates openings for younger people.
1: Health care related bankruptcies will be rare.
5: Right now he- uh, health care expenses account for roughly 50 percent or more of the personal bankruptcies. That's crazy. Medicare for all dramatically reduces the number of, of bankruptcies related to the cost of health care.
1: There will be no exclusions for pre-existing conditions.
5: We've covered this in a different answer. Pre-existing conditions should never be a a barrier to getting coverage that you need, and it shouldn't bankrupt you.
1: There will be no out-of-network fees or add-on expenses.
5: No matter where you are in the country, you have these situations where insurance companies get their little networks together, and God forbid you actually go across the street to a different physician uh, because it's going to cost you. With Medicare, you don't have that problem. If you're a believer in choice, then you're a believer in Medicare for all.
1: Emergency transport services will know they are going to be paid.
5: You have a lot of local transport services, EMTs, different companies like that. If they get sent to somebody's house where there's a question whether they'll ever pay the bill, uh, there's going to be a problem. The service will not be as good to the low-income neighborhoods. With Medicare for All, you don't have that problem.
1: There will be no waiting for an insurance settlement to get the care you need after an auto accident.
5: And we're going to break right after this. Medicare for all will have a a profound effect on insurance, automobile insurance, and every other kind of liability insurance, because the health care costs will already be taken care of. If you're injured, you won't have to wait around for some insurance executive at an auto insurer to tell you it's okay to see a doctor. And we're going to break for the for uh, come back and even pick up the pace more.
0: Hey, Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is.
4: Central. It's essential.
0: With Play 60, United Way and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day.
4: Healthy kids, healthy
0: kids. But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play 60, because great things happen when we live united.
4: Donate, donate. Are you guys going to do that every time?
0: Yes, of course, yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need to do stuntman! You just need Feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at Feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad
7: Council.
0: Find out how at heart.org slash bloodpressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council.
4: Single payer is what it's called.
5: Yes, single payer, and this is Healthcare Politics with Steve Larchuk, and we're going through 100 reasons why Medicare for all is right for all Americans. And We've made it through 60-ish, and we're going to keep on cranking here and see if we can finish the whole list. So go ahead, Ed.
1: All right. Number sixty is no waiting for necessary care until no. I'm sorry. No waiting for necessary care until age sixty-five. Everyone is covered from the day they are born. Uh,
5: I think we all have friends who are just waiting to be sixty-five because they're uninsured and they need care. And it's crazy because it's going to be a lot worse if they wait till sixty-five. And it's going to cost a lot more money.
1: Okay, Steve, I'm not going to let you rush this one. Substance abuse counseling and addiction programs will be covered with the opioid uh, crisis right now. I'm not going to let you rush this one.
5: Okay, I can't rush this one. There is a, an epidemic. This, this country has decided to anesthetize itself, and we have people all over the country who are using opioids and other drugs and becoming addicted, and it's ruining their lives, it's uh, affecting the businesses they work for, it's destroying their families, and it's adding to the cost of health care. And we really need to stop finding excuses not to treat these people. So what's next here?
1: Okay. (laughs) You'll be able to choose among several different types of Medicare programs to pick which works best for you.
5: Medicare really has a lot of choices. If you uh, go to the Medicare website, you'll see that. theres It's not one size fits all, which is one of the knocks. Go ahead.
1: Medicare will have the bargaining power of 320 million members to negotiate reasonable drug prices.
5: Now, our president promised all of us, all of all the ordinary people out there, that he was going to do everything in his power to lower drug prices And, boy, that shouldn't be that hard. When you have 320 million Americans as a buying pool, we ought to be able to get our drugs for at least what they pay in uh, Denmark. What do you think? Next.
1: Sleep studies and positive pressure devices will be covered for those with chronic sleeping disorders.
5: Sleeping disorders cause obesity. They cause all sorts of problems, heart disease, uh, different problems. Very few people get treated properly because they can't afford it. Let's uh, get Medicare for all.
1: Businesses will be able to hire more freely without the added expense of group health insurance since every new employee is, will already be covered.
5: All right. So if you're a, in business and you, wanna, you think you can hire five or ten new people, you don't have to do the math whether you can afford their benefits, uh, particularly their health care benefits, because they'll already be covered.
1: All right. Those those women afraid and those men afraid <laughs> to leave yeah. a bad marriage because they fear losing their health insurance under their spouse's employer paid policy no longer will, be, ne- will need to worry about that since their Medicare coverage will travel with them.
5: One of my uh, friends is a domestic relations lawyer, and she tells me that this is actually a problem. If you're married to somebody who has health insurance and, and you're covered, uh, breaking up that marriage could be a serious problem. And and COBRA doesn't fix that problem. Next.
1: The unemployed will continue to have access to health insurance while they are looking for work.
5: How crazy is it when you lose your job, they say, well, don't worry, you you can use Cobra and you'll be covered. Uh, just just pay this four, five, six hundred thousand dollar premium every month. Hey, you just lost your job. How exactly are you supposed to do that? That makes no sense.
1: Community hospitals in poor neighborhood will finally receive full payment for all of the care and services they provide, which means they will stay afloat and pay a proper salary to their dedicated staff.
5: That's right. If, if we can make sure that uh, community hospitals and uh, hospitals in the urban areas are going to collect for everything they do, they can survive and provide better care.
1: And improve retention. You will n- no longer have to use the emergency room as your family doctor.
5: If you have Medicare for All, everybody can go see a doctor when they need to and not just run to the emergency room and and clutter it up, frankly, with, with situations that should be handled by a personal care physician.
1: Hospitals and physicians will compete for patients based on the quality of their services. It will be a publicly funded system, but the services will be privately delivered.
5: Medicare is not socialized medicine. There's lots of competition for those Medicare dollars. Lots of doctors and hospitals compete for those patients. Those patients come in; they're good, steady customers because they're, you know, they need the care, and uh, Medicare pays. And now, it used to be that Medicare paid the least, and private insurers paid more. But now that's not the case. So this is a situation where uh, we preserve the best part of the competitive part of the healthcare system. Well financing it all all in one pot through Medicare.
1: School taxes will be reduced as the cost of health care insurance will no longer be part of the cost of teachers, administrators, and support staff.
5: Right now, you have uh, school districts and governments that are insuring their employees, and it's all very inefficient because if we blended it all together, we could lower the cost. If every school district had their teachers and staff on Medicare for all, they would see a dramatic reduction in the cost of their employees.
1: Veterans will have the choice of either private health care through, through Medicare or the VA. Either way, they'll be covered.
5: We, we can keep the VA and, there, and we can debate this all day long, but certainly the VA should exist for very specialized uh, treatments that our wounded veterans need. But in terms of making a veteran wait For what's a typical care, why in the world would we do that? Medicare for all solves that problem.
1: Children will be assured of getting the services that they need since they will all automatically be covered by Medicare.
5: Children have to be taken care of early and and seen, and their parents, particularly if you have two or three kids, don't need to think twice about uh, doing that. They need to get the kids their shots. They need to have them, well, baby visits, if you don't do that, we're going to pay much more later on.
1: Doctors will be assured that their patients will comply with recommended treatments since they will be covered under Medicare.
5: I've got lots of doctor friends, and it drives them crazy. They, somebody comes in, they get seen, they get a prescription, uh, they're told to go do this, that, or the other thing, and they might, the doctor might as well be talking to the wall because there's no way that patient can afford it. If we have Medicare for all, people will comply with their doctor's instructions.
1: There will be no more insurance fraud when someone tries to get medical services using someone else's insurance card.
5: This is a common, common problem. You know, certainly one, one, is. one person in your family has insurance, and they, this is why they ask you for ID now. When you go to have health care, it's because of this very problem. People are using a relative's card, insurance card. Why are we doing that? Medicare for all solves that problem.
1: All durable medical equipment, such as wheelchairs, hospital beds, oxygen concentrators, and the like will be covered.
5: Especially when you get older, you need all that stuff, and it all should be covered. People shouldn't have to give the cost a second thought. It's tough enough to be sick.
1: Employers will enjoy a reduction in their overhead, as their human resources managers will no longer have to negotiate and administer complicated health insurance programs. Yeah,
5: we're going to break after this one, but... It, it's crazy to try and manage health care systems and em- employers pay a lot of money to health to human resource administrators and we need to reduce that as well all right we're gonna take a break
2: you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up for more information on firearm storage safety visit ncpc.org this message brought to you by the national crime prevention council the bureau of justice assistance and the ad council
4: hey what's up everybody i'm jason drulo and i love the fact that music connects to people all over the country but unfortunately so does something else childhood hunger 15 million children struggle with hunger in america however The Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks is able to help provide over 3 billion meals to children and families in need all across the country. Join me in the fight against hunger at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council say the payer is what it's called okay
5: and this is steve larchuk medicare with healthcare politics and we are going through 100 reasons why medicare for all works for all americans and we made it through 78 77 so far And I'm going to read the the rest as fast as I can. We're going to see if we can squeeze all 100 in. No more fretting about COBRA costs when you leave a job that provided your health insurance. Productivity will increase as employers will see better attendance when all employees have access to care for themselves and their family. This reduces missed work due to illness. Emergency rooms will once again be able to concentrate on true emergencies. Imaging studies such as MRI, CT, X-rays, they're all covered. Hospitals will have the resources to purchase state-of-the-art equipment all the bills will be paid they won't have to be running out trying to collect money diabetics can have their disease managed early to prevent the onsite of uh, eyesight disease kidney failure circulation issues all immunizations and vaccinations fully covered students will not have to prove they have insurance when they go to college everyone is automatically covered under medicare for all none of the money collected to fund this system will go to sales commissions right now anywhere from 20 percent plus or minus of every dollar you pay in premium to a private insurance company goes to pay somebody a sales commission we can't afford that that's a waste of money native american communities will have better access to care and full participation in medicare small employers can can compete for talent since they will not have to pay for private insurance group coverage to attract new workers. If I've got a small business, it's tough to compete for workers. If, there are, if I don't have to go toe-to-toe with somebody else over health care, now I can compete. Unions will not have to fight a constant battle to secure and protect health care insurance since everybody will already be covered under Medicare for all. No more private insurance company profit-driven denials of coverage. You know, it's simple math. The insurance companies make money by denying claims, not by paying them. Annual medical exams are covered and encouraged. Of course, catch those diseases early. Independent commission sales workers will be covered. A lot of people make all of their income just from commissions, and those rarely come with benefits. Hospice care is covered. Cancer screenings are fully covered. Physician practice bottom line profitability will increase as their employees will also be covered. As will the physician and their families. Greater employment in healthcare sector will rebuild our middle class. How many times have people been talking about they're going to rebuild the middle class? This is how you do it. And the overall economy will improve, and so will the tax base. Crime will be reduced as substance abuse programs take hold and reduce the number of those who support their addictions through criminal activity. That's good for everybody. Children and infants will be assured of getting their immunizations and checkups on schedule. Alcoholism treatment programs will reduce domestic violence, absenteeism, and automobile accidents. Imagine how much money we would save if we treated everybody who had an addiction situation. And number 100, all necessary surgical implants and medical appliances are fully covered, and that is 100 reasons why Medicare for All works for all Americans. And I, do I owe you a break? No. Okay. Okay. Let me thank everyone here at Union Edge Media for giving us this opportunity to launch this program. Thank you, uh, Dr. McGarry, for helping me out with the list and with your comments. I hope to have you back on the show often. And as we go forward with this program, you are going to hear from people all over the country. And as I said at the outset, one of the objectives is to bring people in here who don't agree with me. Now, in case you didn't get it, I am a big believer in a universal health care single-payer system. For my money, it's obvious that the only way that's going to happen is if we adopt Medicare for all. As soon as you try and monkey with something that works, it makes it really easy for other people to shoot it down. If we try and keep it simple, if we go to Medicare for all, even if we ease into it, even if we move the age from 65 to 60, the first couple of years, and then from 60 to 55, we can ease into it. We can do a lot of things to make this work. It doesn't have to be uh, beyond our capabilities. I also want to thank the people who are sponsoring this program and are contributing money so that we can go on the air. This is the kind of program that can move the needle. We're just starting off and at the risk of uh, having a Trumpian ego involved here. We need to have people discussing this in a rational way and in a way that gets across to all of the people around the country. And we can do that. We can do it here in our modest way, uh, inviting people from all over the country to say the things that we need them to, to hear. Now, I, I started the show by, by quoting Martin Luther King. And, when I, and that quote bears repeating. Of all the forms of inequality, injustice in health care, is the most shocking and inhumane. And that's what we have to fix. Thank you so much. Be with you next week. Thank you.
4: That's everybody in and nobody out. Although my carol never worked with the vultures in charge. It's lipstick on a pig that's much too large. Look outside the bubble, see you to see. Play it There is one.